This is another shitty podcast. I'm Nick Grace. I'm Trent Bruce. This week's episode of Another Shitty Podcast is sponsored by Americans from Michael Jordan. Our opponent, LeBron James, wants you to think that Space Jam 2 is a good idea. But what LeBron James doesn't want you to know is that he only wears the number 23 because of Michael Jordan. In fact, LeBron James just isn't as good at basketball as Michael Jordan. Can we trust him to be as good an actor? Michael Jordan no, most likely God, approves this please, message. No, There's no possibility no, Michael Jordan ever approved no, this he's, he's, he, he doesn't even no, know that this podcast exists. This is another shitty podcast, and we are uh, trying to speak as fast as we possibly can. This ad has been paid for by humans for Michael Jordan. Lazy LeBron is so lazy, he couldn't even come up with his own number. He stole Mike's. 23. Lazy LeBron's not creative enough to come up with his own original animated feature film. Space Jam 2? More like Space Jam P.U. Maybe there is no intelligent life out there in the universe after all. Lazy LeBron has stolen so many things from MJ. The only thing he can't steal is a basketball. This ad has been paid for humans for Michael Jordan. It's not a real organization. It's still another shitty podcast. We love Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's the best. He's the GOAT. He's the best basketball player of all time. Come at us. He won two uh, three-peats. LeBron James only has 1.62 steals per game. MJ has 2.35 steals per game. That's way more. Michael's way better. Space Jam. For life. What's up with your week? What's up with your week? Gotta tell me now. What's What's up with your week? Please clue me in. What's going on with your, your freaky deaky Oh shit, we're getting, we're getting weird again! Nick, what's going on in your week, dude? Well, Trent, I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> last week, I had... You know what I, you know what I just thought Should about? Should I be like, Trent, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> you know what I just thought about? <laughs> definitely keep going, and we're going to put this in. Yeah. But the fact that we have to... We feel that we have to intro each other or ourselves for our own segments. Why do we do that? I just stopped what we were doing. We were like, hey, Nick, let me intro you. <laughs> it's for the people. Yeah, it's for the people. We do this for the people. Well, what's up, buddy? Um, it's good to see you. It's been a little while. It's good to see you too, dude. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen you since since Chinadu. Since we had Chinadu on. Yeah. So, well, it's been a busy 2019 so far. Yeah, it's been great. It's already February. Mm-hmm. Goodness sakes. So two weeks ago, your boy had four auditions. Clap, clap. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Thank you, dog. Please clap. They went, they went re- uh, really well. Um, one was for a commercial that I ended up booking, which was oh, cool. Oh, shit, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And one, the other one that I thought was probably the best one of them all, I didn't end up getting, but I did get a callback for a war movie. I got to play an Italian-American sniper in the audition, which is the only thing I've ever wanted to be. I was be. about to say. <laughs> and I didn't get the That was like meant role, for you. I know. I didn't get it probably because who knows why. Um, but I didn't get it. But I did the commercial, so last week we filmed the commercial, and that was some of the most fun I've ever had on a set, and that was really cool. The director of it, turns out he was the DP on the feature I shot almost two years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was cool. What was so fun about it? Just curious. It was just such a fun vibe, and they let me do whatever I wanted to do. I was the... There was technically two of us in it. One was... The other actor was my mother, and she shows up for just one second. Um, but other than that, it's me and I just got to be weird and it was, it was really, really fun. What else is, I'm just really psyched to talk about MJ with you for the rest of the episode. Well, you did tell me about your trip coming up. Oh, that's right. And then your bike too. Oh my God. Thank you. You're um, welcome. No, we're all over the place today. Okay. Guys, this is taking a really long time to do this episode. Uh, I'm going to blame it on the fact that we've just been talking about Michael this entire time before we press record, and we've been watching Michael Jordan clips. For, also, I've been doing my Should laundry. we say how many hours we've been no. not doing this? No, that's okay. One hour later. No, let's just say um, it's a long time. Let's just say it's definitely multiple hours. Yeah. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> um... I think multiple is more than two, right? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Maybe even more than a few. Three hours later. Can you move it along? I'm all out of time cards. We've been talking about Michael a lot without recording. Yeah, so anyway, um, when I was in San Francisco, I had gotten inspired um, to get back into the motorcycle scene. Um, For those who don't know... I have a motorcycle. I've been riding motorcycles for years and years and years, but I hadn't really ridden it very much because people in LA are terrible drivers and it's really dangerous to be on a bike. It would be scary to ride it here, yeah. So the last week I've been getting it back up and running and I'm really stoked to just do that. Sweet. And um, yeah. Uh, Also, I'm flying to Texas in two weeks to see my brother, my dad, and Uncle Pat, who's not really my uncle, but... That's just the way shit works sometimes. You have uncles that aren't your uncles in the Midwest. I feel and, like that's going to be me with some of my buddies back home. Oh, dude. It's an, it's an honor is what it is. Mm-hmm. People make you family without being family. It's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all going to go hunting and hopefully shoot some wild pigs, which will be really... Do you call them pigs or you call them boars? Or hogs. Well, a What's boar, the difference? A boar is a male pig. Got it. So I guess technically... What's a hog? It's a hog. Until you shot it, and then it'll either be a wild sow or a wild boar. So hog's a generic. We're just gonna shoot a wild hog if it's a wild. Is that is, is hog like cattle? And then it'd be a, a bull yeah, or steer or their yeah. What's a female cow? A heifer. Yeah. So heifer, bull, yeah. or steer. For the record, I'm not gonna be shooting any cows. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> I just I just know easy to cat, do. I just know cattle terms. Yeah. More. Yeah. So the goal is to shoot some pigs, bring some back, and eat it. Um, if we see any coyotes, we'll shoot those too. Cool. Now you, that we're done with that, you I You still owe me... No, we're not done. You oh. still owe me venison, by the way. I just want to put that on blast for the internet. This is actually two episodes in a row where... Nick's always <laughs> posting videos on Instagram of him cooking deer meat, 
and I'm over here salivating, and I want some freaking deer meat. Hey, man. There's always next week. All right. Let's talk about Michael Jordan when you're done talking about what's up with your week. I'll be, I'll be quick, yeah. Um, hosted bingo last night. It's actually a pretty, for a cold night, we, we don't have heating or AC in it our place. It gets cold in there. It gets real cold, It's and it's all concrete, and it's no insulation, so it's cold. And everyone's drinking cold things. Correct. It's a brewery. Yeah. Cold cold beer, if you will. A cold one, um, as Elliot would say. Um Anywho, uh, it was packed. It was a packed night. It was great. And then had my comedy show last week. Uh, the next one's February twenty fifth, dude. I'm, <clears throat> I'm getting. Um, I don't know if inspired is the right word. I'm getting. I think this past year I've been kind of a hermit, and people that know me are like, "What are you talking about? Like, you're so extrovert." Yeah. But for me, what I mean by that is, um. You know, a lot of nights that I have off, because I work nights, if I have off, I'm like usually just kicking it at the place, or I'll go get a beer with a friend, or try to, you know, find my future wife and go on a date. Uh, <laughs> I want to say so many things right now about yeah. that. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> what I've been focusing on more, too, is like, I think on my free time, I need to get back to just uh, doing shows, and then also attending shows just like mm. be out and about in the comedy scene yeah. so uh but doing my show every month has been great we're getting some phenomenal comics on and uh we're getting a lot of good feedback and energy and the room's full and the crowd's really warm and engaging and um yeah i'm just super thankful we have so many supportive regulars that come to the the brewery um yeah and uh last thing or a couple things Made a goal, and I'm going to put this on the podcast, mm -hmm. so I have to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, people keep me in check. I've had you keep me in check. I know what you're going to say, and but, I'm going to say this before you say it. You've already put this on the podcast. Oh, shit. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, so I, I failed a month. So I got one month, but I got 11 to go. Mm -hmm. So 11 out of 12, I guess, ain't bad, mm -hmm. as Meatloaf would say. Hey, Ma, can we get some Meatloaf? But no, sketch a month. So I already got one. Uh, in the works, and then gonna film that and uh, screen that at the show, and then hopefully also at um, I want to do show and tell Seth. Oh yeah, Seth's show. Um, Crazy old Seth word. Yeah, he's I'll great. I'll say this: don't get too down on yourself because life is a series of habits and patterns. Get a load of this guy. Oh, it's so. It, I think for me, go ahead. Well, I, I was I just gonna say off. whenever whenever we think that we've let ourselves down or we failed. Just know that that was literally the past, and you have another opportunity to get back on that horse and, and change it again. Nice. I don't, like, kick myself or hate myself for not doing it. It's more of, like, um, a motivating thing. Yeah. Like, I think for me, tough love and, like, a coach mentality is, like, my own voice. Like, my inner voice is what I need. I don't really need, like, a pat on the back or... Being have my hand held, mm. like my inner voice is like, yeah, fucking just do it, just stop S talking about it, stop being a little bitch, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I like that old school like Bob Knight Knight kind of coach. That's what I need. Ooh, that's intense. Maybe not that intense, but okay. like I'm a, not throwing a chair at myself. More like a Chuck Daly. Sure. Yeah. Just like a fire, you know. Not a uh, not a Phil Jackson Zen Master kind. Even though Phil's. Probably the best. Yeah. Um, 
He's got the most titles. But he does not. He, no. Oh, as a coach. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm That's dumb. I'm dumb. Come I'm on. just so quick to be like Come on, Bill basketball. Russell. Come on, basketball boy. Eh. Um, anywho, no, that's all it is. It's oh, it might be Red Auerbeck, though. I think it's Phil. Okay. We'll look at that up when we This is Michael pause. Jordan's episode, we'll, not Phil's. We'll, <laughs> no, we'll get back. We'll fact check that when we pause this section. Uh, last thing is, uh, Three Weavers did a collab with Alita Battle Angel, the James Cameron, um, Robert Rodriguez film, and they did a thing in Austin, New York, and L.A., and it's like this escape room immersive experience. And we went and had a staff outing. And they split up a, a, a split us up into teams. Uh, we ended up getting last place, our team. But uh, it was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, they had like little mini games and puzzles you had to figure out in this like post-apocalyptic future world. Uh, and uh, it was a good time with my coworkers. Um, it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, that's what's going on in my week, Nick. And we're going to send it over to Nick Grace with the weather. How's it looking out there, Nick? Well, Trent, I love it when you ask me questions, because then I get to respond with stuff like this. The weather outside is kind of cold. A lot like when Michael Jordan guards the other team's best player. Just ice cold. You know what it isn't? It's not blazing hot. Like that one time that Michael Jordan was just unconscious in 92 against the Portland Trailblazers in the finals. Whoa. You know what I can't wait for it to be, though, Trent? Heating up. Like Michael Jordan in 1986 against the Boston Celtics, when Larry Bird even said, that was God disguised as Michael Jordan. How's that for the weather? That sounds great, Nick. Uh, That was Nick Grace with the weather. For those who didn't pick up on this already, this is the 23rd episode of the pod. 23. That's a good number, Trent. Mm-hmm. You know what I think when I think of the number 23? Only one thing. I think of all-time greats. In fact, I think of one, only one, all-time great. I think of Michael Jordan. This episode, we are devoting to our uh, favorite basketball player, our... Childhood hero. Childhood hero. Adulthood hero. Uh, Michael Jordan. And uh, <clears throat> how appropriate. Uh, Nick texted me, 23rd episode... What are we talking about? And I texted him back in all caps, all about Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'm jazzed, dude. So what we're going to hit on in this segment, it's just uh, Nick and I. We're going to go, you know, growing up, high school, college, obviously NBA career, uh, and then other little factoids that we both have yeah. uh, stored away. We're just going to shoot the shit about MJ. So, dude. Um, Can we set the scene real quick? Yeah, go for Can it. Can we describe our, uh, what we're wearing? Your podcast. Can can we just describe what we're wearing? You don't have to keep asking. Just say it. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Trent Bruce is wearing a nice Chicago Bulls warm-up jacket that you would recognize from, I believe it would be like 1996 or Clean, 7. white. Definitely the second champion. repeat. I, uh, fun fact, and people are going to get mad now because vintage is like, especially sports vintage, is really hot again. Uh, I got this at a rinky-dink thrift store in Chicago. Uh, I had a couple like miscellaneous stains, which I don't give, you know, I don't really care. I gave it a nice wash. Game worn. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I uh, gave it a couple washes, and dude, it looks, I mean, can it look any crisper? Nah. I'm so crispy. That I'm was so crispy. Fresh to death. 
right? And so this is one of my favorite. Uh, once we were doing this episode, I started pulling out some stuff. Um, got my yeah. Jordan jersey. That, that was the only thing I asked for on, on my, my left 23rd. Trent's right as we go across <clears throat> this radio dial. We've got the only thing I asked for for my 23rd birthday. Uh, I've got a Chicago Bulls mug. I keep all my pins in. Chicago Bulls pennant. Oh, I didn't put these on. I also have Bulls socks. Um, and obviously, not obsessed with the franchise. Obviously, all that means to me is Michael Jordan. I'm clearly not obsessed with this franchise. Let's go Bulls! No, it's it's 100 <laughs> yeah. percent just because of Mike. Without a doubt, like like <laughs> it should all just of say us. it should just say the Chicago Mikes, like <laughs> Jordan and the Jordan Airs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dude, I uh, we're both the same age. Yeah. Um, oh, we're not even going to talk about what I'm wearing. Oh shit! I glazed over it. Give it to us, baby. Oh, well, oh, I need to describe it. I oh, guess. Okay. Okay. So uh, open up your jacket there, sir. So we got a um, Gatorade shirt. That spells out Mike in the I is the Gatorade lightning bolt, uh, mm-hmm. fresh as hell. Uh, we also have what Jordans do we have on Nicholas? I'm wearing the Jordan 13s. Okay, is that what does that mean to people? Because I, I don't know sneakers that well. Well, that means they were the 13th. I know that. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm saying certain ones were at certain times are more popular or less popular. 13 was the final bull year for Jordan. Okay. Um, quite often these shoes are called the Black Panther. Mm. Um, they, I like to think that they look a lot like an elephant foot. They're the second best Jordan, in my opinion, behind the 12... They're the third best, behind the 12 and the 11. Oh, wow. That, in that order? Yeah, 12, 11, 13, I think is how it goes. Okay. These are green and white. My brother got them for me for a while. Also, on the feet, I've got some Looney Tunes Space Jam socks. You do? I saw those. Um, because... Yeah, yeah, uh, Duh. Should we get in the space gym right now or just or wait until... Let's wait. We're kind of doing kind of somewhat of an order. We're going to try to go about this linear for you guys. <clears throat> uh, so the folks that are listening, most of them are probably RH2, um, or at least grew up watching uh, this phenomenon of uh, what was Michael Jordan. And so I was born in 90, and he retired a second time, right? Would have been 99? 98, 99? The second time he retired was after the 98 season, yeah. After the last championship. Uh-huh. So I would have been only 8, 9 years old. That's pretty damn young. Something I remember as a child, um, and then we'll go into like him as a child, was uh, his retirement speech. Not not the baseball one, I don't think. Or may, it might have been that one. The I need baseball to look it up. was the one that I remember. Is it a conference nobody room? nobody saw it coming, yeah. Was it a conference room? Mm-hmm. He's got a suit on. Mm-hmm. And where he's like, uh, I'm leaving the game of basketball, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, you're right. That's the baseball one. It was kind of like, it was like, a, I've got other things to do. I've accomplished everything I can in the game of basketball. I remember crying. Yeah. Hard. It was bad. And what people don't really realize is that in 1993, when he did this, he was already considered the best basketball player of all time, and he had been in the league for nine years. Damn. Well, so if that was 93, I... Definitely, I'm thinking of the other speech because I've only been three years old. There's no way I would recall that. Maybe you saw a replay. Whatever it was, I mean, it was, you know, growing up in Missouri, the Midwest, and you in Michigan. Uh, as a kid, I was like, oh yeah, like plays for Chicago. It's like mm-hmm. the closest team. Obviously, I root for Chicago. Who wasn't it was, a Bulls fan? But it was the older I've gotten, obviously mm-hmm. a, a national phenomenon. Anyways, let's get into it, man. Um, we're gonna spout off some facts. Uh, if you guys are listening to this episode, when we post it. Uh, write some comments on our Instagram or 
Uh, that's probably the best way of like if you have a random Jordan fact because yeah. we love that stuff. Yeah, we're gonna say a lot of shit about MJ. That's just it's, it's like we're pretty deep cut. There's some stuff we're gonna talk about with MJ, but like yo, there's a lot we're not gonna be able to mention. Of course. So if we forget something, let us know. Uh, Should we kick it off? Sure. So born in 1963. Born in 1963, February 17th, 1963. I don't have to look at anything to know that. He is probably Brooklyn, New York, right? In Brooklyn, New York. Um, born, he was born in Brooklyn, raised in North Carolina. Uh, he might be the only non... He's definitely the only famous person I know the birthday to, and I've known his birthday since I was a child. Yeah, that's, that's one you got me on right there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's only a year younger than my folks. He's 55 right now. He'll be 56. Yeah. Right after this episode drops. Whoa, that's cool. So you might know this, Nick. Did he grow up playing sports? Yeah, big into sports. <clears throat> believe he played, he definitely played baseball and basketball, baseball being the favorite one. I'm pretty sure he played football. Um, he had two older brothers, Larry, and I can't remember, honestly, I feel bad, I can't remember the other brother's name, um, but they would just bully him constantly, so he's always trying to keep up with them. Um, was he the youngest? He was the youngest boy, I believe. I don't okay. know. It's been a long time since I read the books, but like when I was younger, it yeah. was just constant reading books. He might not even have two brothers. I don't know. He definitely has Larry. I know he's got, yeah, he's had some siblings, yeah. But yeah, big into sports. Baseball, I think, was always their family's first love. That was his dad's his favorite father, sport. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of getting into it, his brother Larry is the reason he has the number 23. Oh, yeah, you, you mentioned this. Yeah. Uh, so his brother Larry was really good at baseball. He was just, he was Michael's idol growing up. Like a lot of older siblings are for younger siblings. Yeah. And Larry was number 45. And so when Jordan got into high school, he couldn't beat 45 because his brother was number 45. So he did half of that, which is the closest thing to that was 23, and that's where we get the number 23. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I love uh, spouting out. This, this whole episode is just going to be so happy for me. Um, Jordan facts and like nostalgic sports facts. But um, I can't think of anyone else who is as synonymous with a number. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if you grew up a Laker fan... Eight and twenty-four mm-hmm. with Kobe, but uh, I I think way more when you hear twenty-three mm-hmm. in any instant. If you're getting like you're twenty-three at in line at In and Out, or you're yeah. twenty-three at the DMV, or or if you see someone license plate that's like MJ, yeah, um, which is nuts incredible. Because, uh, you think about all of the other players <sighs> in any sport who are the number twenty-three because of Michael Jordan. You first of all, you can't be the number twenty three and not expect to have some sort of correlation there, or comparison there. Um, and now, now that we know that the reason he's twenty three is because it was half of his brother's number, everyone who's twenty three now is twenty three because his brother was number forty five. Yeah, that's kind of funny. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: now that we're talking about numbers, Trent, how many numbers? How many different numbers? Actually, just give me this. What different numbers has Michael Jordan wore to play basketball? Oh, we were uh, we talked about this. So twenty three, obviously forty five. Mm-hmm. Um, Olympic was nine. Yep. And then you mentioned tell this story about twelve. Those are the four numbers, right? Mm-hmm. One game, Michael Jordan wore the number twelve because pregame somebody stole his jersey. 
And so they it had to be him, someone that worked for the Bulls or the visiting team or whatever. You'd right? think so, but this like, was a pre-terrorism age, so anybody could do anything. Ah, uh, honestly, it, it pre nine eleven. Pre nine eleven. Right. Maybe somebody just walked in there. Anyway, his jersey was just gone, so they gave him a practice jersey that just had the number twelve on it. So he wore that for one game. That's funny, dude. Yeah. Are there? Uh, you might know this. Are there some like sports nerds or Jordan nerds that rock a blank Bulls twelve? I don't know. That'd be kind of cool to have. It would be really cool, right? Yeah, as like a deep, deep trivia. It's a deep nostalgic cut. thing. People would be, dude. His Olympic jersey, the Dream Team shit, is fire too. Mm-hmm. Um, what high school did he play for, Nick? Laney High School. Laney. Also, yeah. you see, Laney jerseys? was the last name of whoever the guy the high school was named after, but Laney High School. And that's the jersey. Mm-hmm. Right? It has Laney across the top, right? Uh-huh. In Wilmington, North Carolina. Is it twenty three on that too? I think so. I believe so. So uh, we were saying earlier before we recorded. I thought he got cut. That's like the story that most people think. But he did get cut. But you, tell us. You about, thought he had gotten kicked off the team. Yeah. Um, Everybody, it's it's a it's a known thing. I think when people talk about like what it takes to be successful, they'll point to like, well, Michael Jordan. He got cut. And got he cut. was the best basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Michael Jordan was cut <laughs> from his high school varsity basketball team as a sophomore. Um, it kind of really wasn't because he was bad. It was because he was short. When he was like a sophomore in high school, he was probably he was arguably good enough to be on the squad. It's high school. Yeah. But at the time, he was something like... He was Michael Jordan. Yeah, he was, some, he was something like five foot eight, And he comes from a very short family. Every, nobody in his family is over six feet tall. That's what's surprising when you told me that. Oh. Yeah. And then that year, I think he grew seven inches. And kaboom. As they would say in uh, Space Jam, nice kaboom, Wiley. Nice kaboom, Wiley. There you go. Um, and, and, and then suddenly MJ was, was tall and he was on the varsity squad and he kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody was really recruiting him. He grew up an NC state fan, Wolfpack. but he ended up going to UNC because NC state didn't offer him a scholarship. Mm. He went to UNC camp when he was a junior in high school, and Dean Smith didn't really know who he was. Dean Smith's a legendary coach for UNC, one of the greatest college basketball yep. coaches ever, maybe the greatest, and he just blew Ooh, everyone away. That's a tough one. We won't get into that. Maybe the greatest. Yeah. Um, and he just blew everyone away, so UNC offered him a scholarship, and then boom, he's at Chapel Hill. Um, question, so uh, uh, North Carolina, before Michael got there, was a prestigious school. Yeah. In a good sports school. Yeah. Um, Since Michael got NC, there, Has NC been... State ever really been anything comp- like that level of competitiveness? Because mm, you also have Duke. No. They've been good in the past occasionally. Um, They'll make it to the, the tourney, but... Well, they've won a championship before. Yeah? Um, yeah. I believe, it was, I believe it was NC State um, that won on a tip slam. Okay. With Jimmy V, I think I think that was Jimmy V, Jimmy Val, Jim Valvano, um, but yeah, they've been good in the past. But they, okay, they're no UNC. They don't have that body of work. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think it's um, it's good. Yeah. And then, uh, did he go all four years in college? He didn't. No. Did not. No, he did uh, two years. Two years. Yeah, I think two years. Freshman so two and years, sophomore and year. then he, they won the national championship, correct? They won the national championship freshman year. 
His freshman year. His freshman year. Um, and he hit the game-winning shot against Georgetown. Wow. And it was like Patrick Ewing. Hewing was Georgetown. on that. Yep. Yeah. And he was on, on his team. He like he had James Worthy. He had Sam Perkins. Yeah. Um, a bunch of other people. I can't. Uh, Brad Doherty was on his team. A bunch of NBA guys were on his squad, but he made that game-winning. He made that game-winning jumper. Won it all. Yeah, so they win the championship. And then from there, he just takes college basketball by storm. He's now the best. Is basically where we're at. Who? Um, so who else was in the college around the same time? Um, well, Patrick Ewing, like we said. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon was in Houston. Um, Sam Bowie was at Kentucky. Mm. It was a it was it was a stacked draft class. So like when he left, eighty uh, six, eighty four, eighty four was his rookie year. So like included in that draft class was. Charles Barkley, Sam Perkins, Terrence Stansbury, who a lot of people don't really recognize that name, but you want to talk about high flyers? There was a couple of the dunk contests that Jordan won where he was going against this guy. This guy was insane. He could jump out of the gym. John Stockton was also in there. Kevin Willis, a former Michigan State Spartan, also the oldest man to ever play in the league. And uh, Jerome Kersey. They all... Got drafted in the same year. Rick Carlisle was also drafted, became... God damn. People, a, lot, a lot of people know him as being the head coach. Um, he's a great head coach. That's all the 84 draft class. And uh, a lot of people know that MJ was not the first pick in the draft. The Bulls had the third pick. So Who went above him? Hakeem Olajuwon went number one. Two. He went to Houston. And he went to Houston U? He went to Houston and he got drafted by Houston. That's cool. Yeah, he's like a god. He's gotta be a god in Houston, right? Yes. Right. Hakeem Olajuwon is one of the best people of, that, of all time. Best people? Yeah. He's. Or he, you mean best he, player? He has set up at least one, maybe multiple hospitals. Oh. Back in Africa. Awesome. He's, he is a fantastic person. One of the best centers of all time. Probably skill wise, the best. And he got picked number one. Two titles when. When Michael was playing baseball. When Jordan back to back retired the first time for baseball. Shout out to Elliot. Shout out to Robert. The dream got his two champs. Yep. Um, number two is where everything gets a little bit fucky. Portland Trailblazers drafted Sam Bowie, and at the time, not a lot of people were too upset about it because Sam Bowie was one of the best prospects we'd ever seen. This guy was like seven foot one. Who you played for? And he was he he played. He's from Kentucky. <clears throat> went to Wildcats. Portland. Yep. Cool. Went to got drafted by Portland. Um but Sam never panned out. I don't think he ever played a full season because he had very brittle bones and they didn't know this until after afterwards. Damn. And so he's one of the biggest busts in NBA history because he just his his body couldn't hold up. Who's the current dude right now who's got the weird shot they're trying to work on? Lonzo Ball? No, no. Oh, he's got a weird shot. No, the dude um we talked about on the pod before. Uh, he had an injury and he's got this weird shot. Now. Oh, Markel Fultz. Yeah. Yeah. Is he good or is he done? Is he bad? Is he all right? Is he I, recovering? I think he's, yeah, yeah, I think he's pretty much, people are giving up on him. Fuck. Yeah. Bummer. It happens. Sim- similar kind of, not similar, but like high expectations mm-hmm. gets to the NBA, anywho. Yeah. Uh, so Jordan. Jordan uh, goes three, three to the Bulls. And Chicago is like not a good franchise by any means. He's not excited. Nobody's excited. Where did he want to go? Did he ever say? 
I don't know where you'd have wanted to go. The, he didn't pull a Kobe and, and bitch and moan and well, you could back traded then, to the Lakers. even if you wanted to. That that's not a thing you could have done. Forget who Kobe got drafted to originally. Charlotte. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Yeah, he got drafted to Charlotte and MJ got Connect. traded for Vladi Divac. That's right. Uh huh. Um, so Jordan yeah, ends up in Chicago. Nicholas. Jordan ends up in Chicago, and um, I think it's him. Bill Cartwright's on the squad. He's like an old vet at this time. Um, he's a coach. It was oh man, but his first few years they ran through him. Yeah, I honestly don't know who his rookie year coach was. Yeah, I don't either. Um, they didn't last very long. Uh, Doug Collins is the only coach that I can name off the top of my head before Phil, pre Phil. Where was Phil before Chicago? Phil was an assistant for the Bulls, I guess, before. Really? Under, under Doug, yeah. Oh. And before that, I wow. think he was an assistant for New York. And that's where he played. Yeah, the Knickerbockers. Yeah. Isn't that a funny name, the full name? The Knickerbockers? It's a funny name. Yeah. They suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. They always suck. <laughs> they, <laughs> they're a... a Frustrating franchise. How do you how that's a tangent, but how do you the biggest city in the country, one of the biggest sports markets in the world, and you have a god awful It's not even, they're not even like always awful, they're just always disappointing. Which now in my opinion, right now they're awful, but they're like even when they had Patrick Ewing and John Starks, they were poor disappointing. Poor, poor, poor Ewing. <laughs> yeah, well he had to he had to face Jordan. Yeah. Anywho, I digress. Um, so, where, what were we talking about? He so, got drafted third. Yeah, he got drafted number three. And, he, again, just started wrecking fools. Rookie of the year. Um, insane, putting up insane numbers. He got an injury, I think it was in 86. So, his second year, his sophomore year, he got an injury and missed a lot of the, a lot of the season. It was like... Um, I think it was like an ankle injury or something. Comes back in the playoffs against the Boston Celtics. This is a team that has Larry Bird, um, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Danny Ainge, Dennis Johnson, Bill Walton's coming off the bench, Casey Jones is the coach. Everybody is a fucking Hall of Famer on this Celtics squad. Um, And this is like mid-Lakers-Celtics time when they're just killing everybody. So honestly, 86... Don't know if the Celtics won. If they didn't win, then the Lakers did. Um, but anyway, Jordan comes in and scores 63 points Insane. on all of them. Insane. Um, with, like, peanuts for a supporting cast. Going against a, a group of Hall of Famers. And I, I talked about this earlier in their pod, but this is when we get the quote from Larry Bird, who says, that was God disguised as Michael Jordan tonight. Larry's got great quotes. Larry's great. Uh, Larry's not white. Larry's it's clear. clear. Larry's not white. Larry's clear. Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, dude, can I interject a little Trent factoid? Yeah. So the reason why I thought Michael Jordan's rookie year, without Googling it, or without going to Nicholas, which is the Google of Michael Jordan, uh, the reason I thought his rookie year was 1986 is because his 1986 Fleer trading card Right, mm-hmm. is what I grew up <clears throat> thinking was his um, rookie card. It's actually, I think, his second or th- third year card. Mm-hmm. But I want you to see this too, and 
obviously people on the show can't see this. What's up, what's up, what's up? Look at what that's going for on eBay right now. The 86 card? Oh, a nice cool 32 grand. So I grew up trading <laughs> trading baseball cards, basketball cards, sports cards. Um, this is the creme de la creme of uh, sports. Uh, before the Barry Bonds uh, thing came out, uh, the Roy's and all that, Barry Bonds rookie card was very expensive too. That's tanked since then. But the, the unique thing about this Jordan card, I also looked up, he's got a 1984-85 card that I've never seen. That's on eBay for $175,000, but it's ungraded. Do you know about graded and ungraded? I don't know what that means. So, again, I used to be, like, really into this shit. So, ungraded is just a normal card out of the pack. Um, there are companies like Beckett and PSA are the gold standard of uh, those two companies of trading cards. Mm-hmm. And so, growing up, this is the card that everyone wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's a gym mint ten. That's the highest grading you can get. For those who can't see, this is the this is when the Bulls are still wearing the cursive Chicago correct lettering. And he's dunking. Yeah. Uh, so this card, um, the reason why it's so expensive is obviously it's older. There's probably not as many out there, uh, unless you know, uh, when the '90s came around, cards were a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, if you pay attention to Anything with trading cards and sports cards. Um, <clears throat> the, the unique thing about Fleer, and same with the Barry Bonds Donruss rookie card, uh, you see around the edges there. So it's got the photo, but then it's got the edges with red, blue, and white in the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, when people are grading these, like Beckett or PSA, um, they look at all the detail of the colors, like the brightness, the corners. Make sure it's not bent and all that shit. Uh, but the reason why it's so expensive is when they were making cards like this, instead of the photo going all the way to the edge, they had this border. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, as a collector, um, it's harder to keep those pristine. Oh. And so the same with the Barry Bonds. The Barry Bonds has a black um, border with yellow speckles. And apparently it's just like super hard to like... I threw you a curveball so, on the trading card thing, but, so, but that's what I was looking up when you were talking to me. Just for the prices. just for the listeners, what, what is this website in case they want to go spend thirty two grand? That's on just eBay dot com, my dude. Oh, that's just eBay. So uh, head on over to eBay and yeah. give somebody uh, you know the amount of money that you could buy a Tesla for. Yeah, pick yourself up some swag. You weren't expecting that one. I wasn't expecting. I pulled that, that out of, out of my butt. I don't know anything about cards, but I did just think I was like, how many times? I know my parents, probably better than most people know my parents. Probably. And uh, my dad has thrown away cards of mine, and I'm just thinking about some kid oh, who I'm had, like stressing out, dude. had that card back in the day, and their, and their version of Jim Grace came along and was just like, you're too old for this, and trash. Yeah, tell your dad next time that that could buy you a Tesla. Yeah. He he for in my in my experience he was actually mostly right. He threw away all my Pokemons. Yeah. And those are worth nothing. I don't know about Except that. for probably a holographic Charizard. Exactly. First edition. <laughs> uh, but another thing too is like I got into collecting cards because of my stepdad, obviously, but um uh, That's not that obvious. He well, there was a series well, okay. I guess to me it is. because uh, I know myself. Um I'm with myself all the time. Uh, I think I it was. I fucking love myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> God damn it, I love myself. Pickle Rick. 
2001, Upper Deck came out with, man, I'm getting real nerdy on you right now. Upper Deck came out with a series of NBA trading cards called uh, 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 Flight Team. And it was the coolest, fuck, I'm just going to have to show you, dude. Mm -hmm. The design of these cards were so clean, so crisp. Um, They looked different than any other card you had seen. The the color palette was like brand new. Uh, But anyways, uh, my stepdad, Al, has a Michael Jordan uh, game-used, when he played with the Wizards, game-used jersey. and um, The whole jersey. A card. No, it's oh. a piece of the card. Sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, um, game-used jersey and a piece of the basketball court, and it's in a card. Um, Has he ever gotten it appraised? I believe it's graded, uh-huh. and it's only serial number to like 125 or something. Uh-huh. But, man, yeah, and then he had that Michael Jordan one. Oh, flight team. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, you are finding a whole new level. I don't talk about this stuff a whole lot anymore. So Kobe was on the box. Bummer. And look how, oh, just like the design, look how clean these cards are. Uh-huh. We used uh, to have a whole bunch of upper decks when we were. But the Flight Team series, mm-hmm. it was kind of like this futuristic Is this about, design. is it called Flight Team because like it's mostly guys that are known for jumping? Uh, Flight Team was, no, Flight Team was just the, uh, you know, if Pepsi has mm-hmm. Wild Cherry Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, it was just like. Yeah. That series of cards. I know for a fact that my brother had, because they, they did posters. My brother had um, the Kobe poster of that. Oh, sick. Because they, they have all those lines behind it, and it almost looks like geometry, like yes. math yep. behind it. Yeah, my brother, had, my brother had that, and I think there may have been a Shaq one, but maybe I'm misremembering it. But Fuck yeah, dude. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably cost a couple more, like couples of grands is. So, yeah, so let's see. So Jordan basically, ooh, that's fresh. Um, Jordan basically, as good as he was. Sorry for the tangent. <laughs> as good as he was in the, in the 80s, in late 80s, the team struggled because it was basically him. And one of the most notable things that came up was playing against the Pistons mm. in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, playing against those bad boys. Who had that was Joe Dumars, Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman, um, Lambeer. Lambeer was on the squad. Uh, the microwave. Everybody it was a solid fucking squad. But they were a bunch of wise veterans, and they came up with this thing on how to beat Michael Jordan, and that is called the Jordan Rules. The Jordan Rules were for the Pistons know about, not for anybody else to know about. The Jordan Rules. Is that something you guys made up? Jordan Rules were, you know, to stop him, period, because nobody else could beat you on that ball club. Continue. The Jordan Rules was a defensive strategy that was basically in place to beat Michael Jordan mercilessly throughout a basketball game. Mm. There's Like, the basic strategy was... They recognized that Michael Jordan was the only one that can beat them, but they also recognized that Michael Jordan was fully capable of beating them if they didn't do something pretty drastic. Okay. What are the Jordan rules? The strategy for the Jordan rules, and it's, it's actually really interesting if you go and you want to research the Jordan rules because it was kind of like this un... It was like this thing that the Pistons refused to talk about, but people knew existed. Is it like always double teaming? Kind of. Or triple teaming? Um, it was... It was that they would always, Michael would usually either bring the ball up the court or they'd try to get him at the top of the key. 
and they would try to force him left. That was where it started. So they tried to force him left because he was, while he could go left, it was weaker than if he went right. Um, and then when they got him to the left side, they would try to force him baseline. And when they go baseline, that's when they double. There's everybody was pretty much always watching him anyway mm. because nobody else on his team was really a threat. So they would pretty much shade to him regardless. But if they got him to go baseline, that's when they would double. And if he got anywhere within the paint, foul. So Let's hack him. Hack him. Don't even let him get a shot off. So he would just get beat down. You have Lambeer's like clotheslining him. Dennis Rodman, who's already the maybe the most physical defender we've ever seen in the league, just and this is this is when D Rod was like guarding guards. This is young Rodman mm. before the crazy hair, mm. and it was it was nuts. And then on the flip side of that, in order to get him more and more tired, they would make sure that whoever he's guarding would get a volume of the shots on the other end. So if he was guarding Dumars, they would funnel most of their offense through Dumars to make Jordan work a lot on defense to get him more tired for offense. Oh, wow, that's wild. Yeah. It was pretty smart. Fucking crazy. Did it work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Until it didn't work. And that was the downfall of the Pistons. Yeah. That was it. They were done. <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. They were absolutely done. It was, uh, I think it was like 1991. So I think it was 91. Phil Jackson has shown up, um, and the Bulls finally beat the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that was when there was this whole infamous thing where the Pistons refused to shake hands after it. Mm. As soon as the game was over, they just left. Wow. There was Jordan and Isaiah were never cool, ever. Um, although Isaiah will say that Jordan's the greatest of all time, the two of them, not friends. At all. They do not talk. They never did talk. They hate each other. Yeah. So, he breaks through through the Pistons. Phil Jackson's there. They install the triangle offense. Scottie Pippen shows up. Horace Grant shows up. Suddenly, he's got some viable options on offense. For our... Championship. 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 Boom, boom, boom. We are... Man, we are... uh, Blasting through these. Uh, I like your storytelling. Don't get me wrong. For the, the non-basketball fans or non-this-era uh, of basketball, uh, can you describe uh, the triangle more? I'm actually not an expert on the triangle, to be honest. Okay. I don't really know. I know that there's you need, you need like the, there's the high post, so somebody's going to be always flashing to the free throw line. Um, from there, I honestly don't really know. Oh, okay. I don't know. And I do know that they wanted Scotty to basically be the point guard. Scotty was essentially the guy really? up the bring the ball to the court. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, it, I'm not. I'm honestly not a triangle right? aficionado. Uh, aficionado. Um, yeah. No, Scotty's six foot seven or eight. Um, but yeah, they let him basically be the primary ball handler until so it I guess got to the Sam Barry came up with it at USC. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Tex Winter. Well, that's what this clip says. Yeah, so unfortunately, underfortunately, I don't really know. Yeah, okay, so yeah, the basically your you either your small forward or your power forward is gonna be following the two guys with the ball that you want to have the ball. Mm. Which would have been Jordan and Scotty. So he's just gonna slide 
wherever you're going. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, and so yeah, when when Scotty, Horace, and Phil show up, then it's just we've got this whole other Jordan. Is that, that is doing. that all they run? Um, when that came about, it was a majority of what they ran. Yeah. If there's something else, I mean, Jordan's still gonna get his whatever, however, of course, he needs to. But that was like the that was like the primary. So that first championship that they won, did mm-hmm. they have all these other players or other pieces? Yeah, Scotty and Scotty and Horace were on it for that. Got it for that year. Cool. Um, ninety two again, Scotty and Horace. Ninety three, I'm pretty sure Horace was still there. Scotty, for those who don't know, Scotty was always there. Cool. Um, I think Horace was there first ninety three, and then he got traded to Orlando or something. Okay. And then. Michael Jordan's dad dies. Uh, 94? Yeah. Yeah. 90, 93, 94, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, and there's like, uh, we won't dive too deep into it, but there's like controversy around that as well. Yeah. So um, he, 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 was, he was murdered. Yeah. Um, in his vehicle. They say that he was sleeping on the side of the road, which is just, it's interesting. Um, they come from a, like a blue-collar family, and... I think that like it's. I wouldn't put it past anybody, no matter what their financial status is. If you come from like a blue collar family, I've I, if you can afford it or not, sleeping in the parking lot or on the side of the road is something I do. I can afford a hotel, but I do that shit all the time. Yeah. Um. It's but the kind of like the the theories are that there are that there was ulterior motives. Uh-huh. They don't know who killed him. Yeah. There's not. There's no. No one was ever convicted in that's that. That's the the whole like controversy around it. Is right. That, um, it's a very gray, like wishy washy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, MJ's big time gambler. A popular one is that he had gambling debts. Yep. Or like there was mafia ties. Yep. And uh, Atlantic City, I think. Yeah. Around there or something. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's uh, pretty difficult. Uh, no matter how it went down, I mean, uh, losing your father's. Yeah. And so, anywho, uh, then that's when he announced uh, retirement from the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that. I'm wondering if it was because he is such a competitor and he is, he is so laser focused on the game of basketball. Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, he was at the pinnacle, mm-hmm. at the top of the world there, that he was just like, I need to step away. I mean, I can't imagine, even even in... What I'm doing, you know, in my day to day, losing a mom or a dad, yeah, that'll um, take a toll on you. You know, much yeah, less the most famous athlete at the time. You know, yeah. <clears throat> the interesting uh, thing about that, though, for folks that don't mm-hmm. recall or didn't pay attention, is then shortly after that, right, mm-hmm. he announced that he's going to go and play baseball. He's going to try baseball. Baseball, yeah, now that's a sport. And when you finish with that, I suppose you're gonna. Fly, huh? And at the time, uh, there were several athletes doing two sports. Yep. Uh, probably m- most famous, uh, Bo Jackson. Yep. Uh, did... Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Um, are those the two big ones? Those are the two biggest, yeah, by far. I don't really actually know of any others. I'm sure there were others, but I, I don't, don't know. I don't think any. there's anyone else that really did it mm-hmm. the way that, uh, that they did. And well, yeah, they did it at the same time. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I don't think that's really a... That's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, with conditioning and all that stuff off Although, on the offseason. Everyone says that Kyler Murray, the kid who just won Heisman, could could do both. Yeah. 
Which he's is, already been drafted in <coughs> baseball. Which is wild. Yeah. Uh, anywho, so then he does, I think during that off time, he played for the farm league for the White Sox. The Barons. Uh-huh. Yeah. That would be a dope jersey to have, yeah. even though he was garbage and he was, at baseball. Yeah, and he was 45 uh-huh. for that. Yep. Because according to him, he didn't want to wear the last number that his father saw him play competitive sports. Interesting. So he went 45. And as we know, that was Larry's number brother. in high school. Um, I don't, I don't have the stats off the top of my head. And maybe for episode forty-five, we should dive into his hey. baseball career. But um, he's he wasn't as bad at baseball as everybody made him out to be. He wasn't major league level, but he was very average for a minor league mm. player, especially someone who hadn't played since high school. Mm. Um, I think he was. I'm, just like spitballing here, but I'm pretty sure his batting average was mid two, so like two fives. Get a load of this guy. Um, is that how you say it in baseball? I don't really pay attention uh, in baseball. Twenty five hundred. Batting two fifty. Two fifty. There we go. Um, his he was athletic as fuck, so they just threw him in the outfield. And there you go. I mean, going from the, the greatest basketball player right. to a. So so mediocre, or okay, minor league. professional baseball player. So I mean, everyone, the the whole country, sports fans, press, all that, we were like yeah. shitting on him. Yeah. You know, and without a doubt, he was allowed to even try it because of who he was. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also during that time, uh, they filmed the documentary about him, uh, featuring um, some of America's favorite uh, other actors and actresses, uh, Bugs uh-huh. Bunny. Uh, Daffy Duck, I believe, was in that too. Elmer Fudd. Tweety Bird mm-hmm. was in that. Granny. Uh-huh, Granny was in there. Uh, Larry Bird and Bill Murray. Yep. Also, Wayne Knight, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Newman from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Did uh, we say Daffy? Can't forget I did him. say Daffy Duck. Okay. Yeah, Daffy Duck was in that. Great actors. Yosemite Sam. Great actors. Uh, Some of the best actors we've <laughs> ever seen, actually. And uh, Space Jam came out during that time, Space, too, right? Space Jam. Everybody get up. The greatest movie of all time. And the funny thing about that movie is it... Uh, Actually happened? It wasn't a dream. It really happened. Maybe that's why you can't sleep. It actually happened, that documentary. And uh, it showcased what was going on in his life. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, basketball, leaving basketball, retiring. Uh-huh. Then minor league Saving baseball. the world from and slavery. Then, yeah, from uh, aliens coming in from a foreign planet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, from internal slavery. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So a uh, little sidebar about this whole the Space Jam thing is when they're filming this on the WB lot, oh, Mike, yeah, yeah. Michael made them set up a gym for him to play. And according to, the, you know, there's no footage of any of these games, but according to a lot of the other NBA players that would come into ball, like Reggie Miller, um, I believe Magic would show up, these were the best open runs of basketball any of them have ever played. Right there on the WB lot while they're filming Space Jam. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I wonder, um, you go back and watch it. You and I love it because we love Mike and we love nostalgia and the Looney Tunes are hilarious. And Me and my brother uh, used to sit there and take stats during the game. Oh my God. I've seen that movie so many times. That's so funny. 
spoiler alert, if you go by like how many points are actually scored by both teams that you can see, the Monstars win. Yeah. But it's also like 30 to 20. <laughs> you can show 100 points or whatever, <laughs> 80 points. I'd have watched it. Um, an actual game, actual length. <laughs> um, dude, it was uh, that movie, man. That's our childhood. But you go back and watch it as an adult. Obviously, the nostalgia factor kicks in. But for someone who's not an actor and mostly acting with puppets or green screens mm-hmm. or whatever, he does a good job. Yep. He does a good job. Yeah. Um, he should have got best actor, I think. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I think there should have been some kind of award. Um, yeah. I don't know what other movie came out that year. but uh, Titanic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he should have beat out Titanic. Uh, <laughs> shit, man. No, that movie's great. Um, what a trip. Yeah. I mean, you think of all the other uh, athletes that did movies. Kazam. Sucks. Yeah, it does. It really sucks. Yeah. It's funny to see Shaq in something, but it sucks. Uh-huh. Anybody else? Did anyone else do? Then? At that point in time? Around then? An athlete? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Right? But this did just make me realize that they made the they made a movie called Like Mike with Bow Wow. Little, little Bow Wow. With little, little Bow Wow, if yeah. you remember. Is Michael even in it? Nope. No. Nope. He just talks about the, wanting to be like Mike. Well, the storyline is that... He plays he, basketball. He's Well, Bow Wow wears shoes that were up on a uh, telephone mm. line, and they say yep. Mike on them, and yep. that they were MJ's shoes yeah. when he was Magical little. powers. Like, I'd like to watch that again, because I have a feeling... That they weren't in Wilmington, North Carolina. That movie's got to be trash. Oh, it's got to be. Trash. Yeah. Well, it didn't get MJ's blessing. Oh. I'm pretty sure they never once say Michael Jordan. It's just heavily implied oh. that he's got well, his skills. A uh, little segue. I mean, it had to do probably with that campaign, uh, the ad campaign. Wanna be like Mike. Oh. Like Mike. If I could be like Mike. Money's got to be the shoes. 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 You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. What about the shoes? No, Mars. Money's got to be the shoes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Was that... Let's talk about his fucking... His reach. His social reach. Sure. Between the shoes... Before we go... McDonald's... Before we go into the second... The Gatorade? Yeah. First one, and um, not even arguably, it's 100% Mm -hmm. athlete to... Was he the first athlete to... Pull out a sneaker like that? No. He wasn't the first to have his own shoe. I think that was Chuck Taylor back in the day. Oh, I'm an idiot. And then um, well, you everybody... Chuck Taylors are still... I mean, yeah. everyone wears Chuck Taylors. Yeah. Those are actually very underrated as an act. They're still a solid basketball shoe. Um, those are probably worn casually more than Jordans are. Yeah. Because non... They're also only 50 bucks. Because non-basketball people You can buy three all. pairs of those for a pair of Jordans. Yeah, non Well, I'm saying non-basketball players. Oh, yeah. Or Chuck's. But I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Chuck had the first one. And there was a bunch in the, in the 60s and 70s, but they were like... I guess to that reach. Well, here's, here's what Jordan did do, is he was kind of the first one to start wearing colors. So before, pre-Jordan, it was like white shoes. Everybody had, like, a white shoe. And you, you can't even fucking tell. Wasn't there the Larry and Magic Converse? Yeah, but again, it's, it's pretty much an all-white shoe. I think there would be, like, a green oh. panel or was, a yellow yeah. panel or a purple panel, but it's pretty much an all-white shoe. Jordan shows up 
with the Jordan 1. Um, shout out to Tinker Hatfield, by the way, for being basically the creator of the Jordan brand and making it everything that it was. Pretty gnarly. And then is kind of now again. Um, but Tink showed up and just splashed in the colors, red and black. And Jordan would get fined for wearing these shoes. The NBA would, the NBA would find him. Wow. Um, That's hilarious now, so right? He's, he kind of like... Isn't that hilarious now? Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, this year, the NBA passed, uh, I don't know, a rule or whatever you would call it, but they're allowing players to wear any colors they want. Oh. Regardless of their team or anything. Interesting. But, so Jordan kind of like broke the, I would say, the color barrier for <laughs> sneakers. For sneakers. <laughs> yeah. And then they just started kicking them out. One, two, three, four, all the way up to 13. And then it really dropped off when he retired a second time. Mm. And then with the Wizards, they got really bad. But it's notable that Tinker Hatfield wasn't designing these shoes anymore. So they had other teams on them. But the whole Jordan brand itself is insane. Mm-hmm. And the people that trade these sneakers, yeah. and it's become such an iconic thing. I mean, yeah. art, artists doing art inspired by the sneakers. Like, Yeah, it's a culture. My friend uh, Kadria does tattoos and stickers of, sure. of just the sneakers. Yeah. Um, For those who haven't seen it, there's a there's a documentary on Netflix, hashtag broiest thing of the pod, um, called Abstract. And it's about oh yeah design it's, yeah it's all is these, he on there Tinker is on there oh I, I need to see episode that one. three or four cool and yeah they talk about how um, I was around shoe three or something I think that MJ was about to leave Nike for like Reebok or something he just wasn't very happy with the growth of the thing interesting and Tink basically saved it interesting saved it all so it's definitely worth watching. Um, if you want to see inside the genius of the start of the brand. I need to watch that, yeah. But it's it's pretty neat. Have you said your opinion about what your favorite Jordan is? Yeah. Um, the 12s are my favorite, followed by the 11s, and then the 13s. You told me that already. Mm-hmm. And this is an ignorant question. Brandon's going to hate me for this. Uh, so does the series of the shoe dictate the color, or does the series have multiple colors? Oh, um, it's uh, it's no. No. So, so I can get a 12 in whatever color. Right. Right, um, and they're and they're like referred to as colorways. So there's like a bunch of different combinations of referred as what colorways, ways, colorways, like one word colorway, like this colorway, and a lot of them have like specific names, like Black Cat um, is one of the 13s versions, and I believe that's all black. But then there's like this little kind of like emerald ball around your heel, and that mm. was yellow or something. Yeah, there's there's a million different variations in color, but. The shoe itself, the number designates the style of the shoe. Got it. Not the color. Got it. Um, so what else? I mean, shit, Gatorade. Yep. That campaign. <clears throat> and then the uh, deal with McDonald's, too. Mm-hmm. I have a trivia question about him playing with Santa Claus. There's an ad where he's dunking on Santa. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, while we're talking about um, ads that mm-hmm. he did, did you ever see the one where he's, it's Wizards Jordans playing against... Young Jordan in a Gatorade commercial. I'm gonna have to watch that it's immediately. One of the best commercials ever. It's, we'll watch uh, it right after this. It's like young, athletic Jordan. I've probably seen it. Old, smart Jordan, and uh, it's the first time as a kid I ever heard someone say, "You reach, I teach." You reach, I teach. Oh. Lesson just started. And you know, people say that all the time on the. Well, they don't probably say it anymore, but they <laughs> used to say it on the on the black tops. There you go. All the time back in the day, man. Iconic, dude. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Uh, so uh, you want to dive back into? 
Okay, so he played baseball. Yeah, played baseball. Um, two years. Two years. Did Space Jam, the documentary, mm-hmm. uh, and then came back to the NBA. Do you remember, do you recall how that came about? If I remember right, it was... Did he just approach the Bulls again? Mm, people had been clamoring for him to come back, basically ever since he left. Yeah. And there had always been rumors that he was coming back, and I think that he, he came back in the 90... The whole I'm back campaign? Right, let's see, 90... I think it was the 95 season, or maybe it was the end of the 94 season. One of those years was a shortened season because of a strike, I believe. So Jordan came back, and he was still the best, um, but definitely rusty. And he came back wearing 45 again. That's where we get Jordan with the 4-5. Yeah. And they lost to Shaq's Magic in the, I don't even think it was the conference finals. Huh. Um, it was a short year. Everyone was trying to get used to the squad again, I guess. And short year was the... Uh, because of the strike. Yeah. Which I believe happened. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was a strike that year, and that's why it was a short year. He didn't play the full season. I do know that. Damn, okay. Came back the next year. It was 23. And uh, championship, what, 96, championship, 97, championship. Yeah. 96, 97, 98. Do you have a favorite championship? 98. Probably just because I'm the oldest at... The old that was the oldest I was for Utah? one of those championships. Yep, ninety seven and ninety eight was was Utah. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever see interviews of Carl or John talking about that? I don't. No, they're both be, really private people. That'd be something cool to see. Yeah, talk about all of the, <coughs> the great uh, NBA players that didn't that never got their championship because of Jordan. Yeah, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Stockton and Malone. Ray Allen got his later. Yeah, but they didn't even... They barely overlapped, to be honest. Um, it was the Wizards overlap. Yeah. Um, he, who else? It was... He basically... Akeem got, Akeem got his. and Clyde got theirs when he was gone playing baseball. It's kind of nuts. It's, it's crazy. Charles? Nope. You're right. Charles never got one. Yeah, Charles never got one. Gary Payton was that later? Gary, I don't believe, ever got one either. Maybe he did when he was a Celtic. For <coughs> but that's, that's just what it was. He had, a, he had like a lock on... He had a lock on things. And then I think it was like the Spurs took over in 99 and 2000 or something. But yeah, that's just what it is. So, plays three and a half, four years, um, retires again. That's basically kind of like what we thought was it. I don't... I think that everybody was like, kind of like, had a nasty hangover when he retired this time. What we thought was for real. Everybody, we we just saw this bright light, and now it was gone. We had Did he retire real. right after that championship. Yeah, yeah. They won the championship, and that was kind of it. And he went out on a brilliant note, game-winning yeah. shot against yeah. against uh, <clears throat> the Jazz. I was telling, we were talking about this about how we're just his clutch factor, right? Yeah. When Jordan took. A shot like that, or a shot, that shot or in particular, but like any other shot, there was not one person watching that game on TV or in the stadium that when Jordan pulled up for that shot did not know that that's going in because yeah. that's who he was. Yeah. The story doesn't end like that. Jordan's not going to miss that shot. Yeah. It's just not the way it goes. Um, so he retired for how long? Uh, the second he one, came back in 2001, I think. So it was another three years. And at this point, he had gotten into... He was retired for another three years. 
um, minority ownership with the Washington Wizards. I don't even know what really brought him to Washington, to be honest. Was that an expansion team? No. No, they because they used to be the Bullets, so they've been around for a real long Correct. time. Correct. You're right. Um, but yeah, I don't even know what really brought him over to Washington. Maybe it was just the fact that it was he gave him an opportunity to own to help own a team, and that was it. But man, I, I really wish like that's that's like the office without Steve Carell. <laughs> it's just not as good. Yeah, it's just not as good. So yeah. so the uh, Wizards were when he was a minority owner, they were terrible. And was Gilbert Arenas on that? No. No, uh, Rip Hamilton Who am I was. Thinking? was. Did Gilbert Arenas ever play for them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, after MJ, though. Yeah. So they were they were bad. The Wizards were really bad, and I, I I would imagine that that just ate at Jordan, the most competitive basketball player, or probably athlete, or just maybe person. How he old was he at that time? Do you remember? He would have been thirty-seven or thirty-eight, I think. It's pretty old. There's stories about him practicing with them, trying to teach them stuff, and he's just working them. Just he's just better than all the guys that are still in the league. Yeah. And I guess you know, I would imagine that just aided him enough, and he just said, "Fuck it, I'm I'm coming back again," and he did. And he was still extremely serviceable. He was the best player on the team. Yeah. By far. Oh, yeah. Um, extremely serviceable. Scored 51 points as a 38-year-old. Scored 43 points. Uh, yeah, 43 points as a 40-year-old. Damn, he was in late till he was 40? Mm-hmm. Still hit, I think, three more All-Star games. Um, insane. Insane. Is the And then he retired again. And then, obviously... Signed a contract with the Bulls or whatever, like to get his jersey retired or whatever. Well, when he retired, retired, retired. When yeah, when he retired, retired. The Bulls retired his number, I believe, after he did it the second time. Um, but he's I, to my knowledge, the only person to have his jersey retired by a team he never played for, and that was the Miami Heat. So Pat Riley, the GM, I think he might own the Heat. Honestly, I don't know anymore. Um, but Pat Riley retired the number 23 for the Miami Heat because he says... Ah, uh, that's why LeBron had no, six, right? Nobody nobody will wear the best player's number on my team. Damn. That's fucking cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. So the number 23 is retired at Miami for the Miami Heat because of Michael Jordan. It's weird. It's, it's a weird thing that LeBron wears it. I'll, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Because we've been talking for a while already. Yeah. But I just think it's weird. I'll leave it at that. I don't think it's really all that weird. All <clears throat> devil's advocate is he's got a... he's There's a... Like like all of us. I, I think it's a it's tip just, of the hat. It's not even so much a tip of the hat. It's probably just... It's a, it's, it's like... A respect a, thing? A respect, but probably even an obsession. Yeah. I think we all have it. It's just maybe weird to see someone with the ability and talent that LeBron has to also have it. I think you're right. Yeah. I would I'd, prefer him not to wear it. I would prefer him not to wear it, too. <laughs> But like if I was, if I was, uh, 25, as as good as LeBron is at basketball, would I wear it? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's why he wore six in Miami. Yeah. Wow. I I never knew that. I don't know if that's why he chose that particular number, but that's why he wasn't 23. Should we, so we went through kind of like the timeline there. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything else? 
Should we ramble off other random shit that we know? Well, I did want to say that he's... I just wanted to mention that he's not done with basketball. He's Now he's... Oh, sorry. Thank he you. owns the Charlotte um, Hornets. Uh, majority owner. He's the first ever former basketball player. I believe former athlete to be a majority owner wow. of a sports team. Wow. He's doing all right for himself. And the All-Star game is about to be in Charlotte. Hell yeah. And it might be... Yeah. This week? Or yeah. next weekend? Yeah. Um, dude, and shout out to the homie Ronald, who uh, Ronald Norad, uh, who is assistant coach currently for the uh-huh. Charlotte Hornets. We were, can you can you tell and, some of the, like the stories you're saying about like what's it like to work for? Well, Jordan? okay, so Ron was in town. Uh, Ron married one of my closest friends in college, Danielle Ing, at the time. So Ron and, and Danielle live in Charlotte. Um, Ron played for the Butler Bulldogs under Brad Stevens mm-hmm. during the two back-to-back times where they went to the championship. So obviously he's got a good like mindset for the game. Uh, but I was just he was just out here playing the Clippers, the Hornets were. Uh, got a couple t- tickets, got to talk to him after the game. And I had to ask the question, you know, what's it like to be around Mike? And he doesn't see him as often as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, he's the head honcho. But cool thing is, is uh, I believe Ron's the youngest assistant coach in the NBA, which is fucking cool in itself mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i can't get over that like i get like it's cool it's fucking really like cool chills yeah. um, it's so cool and then um he uh he did mention after i said well what's it like you know playing for or working in an organization with with the greatest well his boss is michael jordan correct thank you for yeah. clarifying you know he's like yeah um you know i'll see him in the gym every once in a while you know shooting around you know he'll come talk to the guys he'll come talk to me and holiday party talked to him and his wife and knows him by first name i was like i told him i told him i told him at that point i go that's the single part of my language for printles uh that is the single coolest fucking thing of all fucking time dude that that michael jordan knows who you are yeah and like we said (laughs) like we said earlier you trent bruce are one degree away from Michael Jordan. Man, if 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 God himself allows something to happen where we're, we're, I happen to be in Charlotte and I happen to walk down the hallway, I'll just, you know, nod or something. It's to, a done deal. He'll be on the pod at some point. Yeah. Michael, if you're listening, we'd love to have you. We'll provide cigars yeah. in whatever you, beverage you prefer. I want to, also before we... I don't even really know where we're going with this, but I, I have to I have to say one regret that I've got as cool. far as MJ goes. I got to see him live when I was, I think, seven years old. And I don't remember him at all. Bulls in Detroit? Yeah, I was, well, I don't even know who they were playing. I was in Chicago. Oh, okay. And I went with my family, and I don't remember. I mean, you were really young. I know, but I remember the mascots. So vividly. You're a kid. You're a kid. The blimp, there's the blimp one, there was a balloon one, and then there was the bull, who was like the hairy one. And I don't remember any of the actual game. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it tears me up. Oh. oh. We have YouTube as well, though. Hell yeah. Uh, so real quick, uh, we've been talking, this has been an extra long episode, uh, but who Doesn't cares? It's our, it. it's our episode. Doesn't need to um, deserve I'm going to ramble off some facts. Okay. <clears throat> I'll do a fact, you do a fact. Okay. And fact check me too if I'm wrong. I I don't I probably don't know off the top of my head, but the theory not theory the rumor 
that he wears or wore his North Carolina shorts underneath his Chicago shorts. As far as I know, that is a fact, my dog. It's like a good luck charm. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't forget my North Carolina shorts. Your shorts? From college? I wore them under my Chicago Bulls uniform every game. <laughs> hey! I watched them after every game. Sure. I did. Six-time NBA champion. Six-time. Uh, how many MVPs? Do we know? Five. Five regular season MVPs. Cool. We talked about 45. Uh, I want to touch on the retirement speech. If you want to see a kind of awkward slash badass, kind of weird. But, but also a competitive spirit that didn't die oh, when he retired. Oh, most competitive retirement speech. Where he is just shit. He's getting in the Hall of Fame. Or no, not retirement. Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Hall of Fame. I know what you meant. Just shit talking. Does he choke up? I can't remember. I don't think he ever It's a did. very long speech. It's like 45 minutes or something. Yeah. But it's worth the watch. Yeah. He's just roasting other Oh yeah. Other Hall of Famers. Highest uh, career scoring average of anyone to ever come through the NBA. Which is? It's like 30... One point something. He's again. the only person to average over 30 points a game for a career. Le- where's LeBron at? I think he's around 28 or 29. Uh, Kobe? Kobe would have been somewhere around there too. Cool. Which is really crazy when you think about the season that Wilt Chamberlain had where yeah. he averaged 50. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still the mean, right? Mm-hmm. No finals losses. Does that count as a stat? Keep, I know another great number 23 that... Keep going. Lost in the finals multiple times. You got, you got, you got, you have on here, Nick, uh, six MB, uh, uh, finals uh, MVP, mm-hmm. 10 scoring titles. Yep. Nine, nine all defense, 10. What is all NBA? First team. So he's like, uh, got it. Yeah. Um, and Which, then, when you think about it, with the Bulls, he only played 13 years. So there's only three of those years he wasn't there. Yeah. Two of them, he was just gone in his prime. Yeah. I always think about what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if we had those two yeah. other years. How many players can you name off of the 1998? Uh, get your hands up. I can try. Okay. There was Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley, Tony Kukoc, Ron Harper. Um, Is that in order? Starting five? Uh, no, I don't think so. Dennis Rodman. Um, I think Will Purdue. <laughs> Bill Wennington, uh, Steve Kerr, Kerr. Mm. oh no. Brian Williams, I think. Tony, mm-hmm. I said I said Tony already. You did? Yeah, my bad. And uh, I think that's it. That's okay. all the ones I know. Got any more facts? I think that's it. <clears throat> oh, for me. This is something that because this this is just because Trent and I say this to our to each other all the time. Whenever we see each other, we're we're always just like, "What's up, little bitch?" Um, <laughs> I thought this was hilarious because the first thing, according to Allen Iverson, that Michael Jordan ever said to him is he looked at him and goes, "What's up, little bitch?" <laughs> well, he is little. Yeah. 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 Uh, dude, I think that's we have a lot for you. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this episode. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, but we both adore this man as a basketball player. And that was... Uh, that's 23, baby. Yeah, that's another shitty podcast take on the number 23. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I led you to believe it was easy when it wasn't. Maybe I made you think my highlights started at the free throw line 
and not in the gym. Maybe I made you think that every shot I took was a game winner. That my game was built on flash and not fire. Maybe it's my fault that you didn't see that failure gave me strength, that my pain was my motivation. Maybe I led you to believe that basketball was a God-given gift and not something I worked for every single day of my life. Maybe I destroyed the game. Or maybe you're just making excuses. Hey, it's that wacky time of the episode where we bring something to your attention. What am I going to bring to your attention? Michael Jordan used to have a Hitler mustache. Look it up. Something I would like to bring to your attention is that MJ still wears a hoop earring. Better than anyone else. Prove me wrong. We'll send it over to Nicholas for this week in basketball. This week in basketball, trades. Also, Michael Jordan. He's hosting the All-Star Game. Trent, what's going on in, uh, in wrestling this week? This week in wrestling, Becky Lynch. And also, one time Michael Jordan attended a golf tournament with Lex Luger. WWF. Michael Jordan. Hey Trent, what about this week in hip-hop? Well, I guess that's this weekend everything that matters. Hey, Nick, so what are your friends doing? Well, Trent, I want to put some shine on a, a hero of mine. Sure. Uh, his name's Michael Jordan. He's mm-hmm. been crushing the game, and he's still crushing the game. Trent, what are your friends doing? Uh, some of my friends, uh, one in particular, uh, Mike Jordan. Uh-huh. Uh, he's doing really good. He's, he came up with this uh, shoe idea. Uh, I think it's going to be really popular yeah. uh, here in the near future. Okay. Um, also, he just is a, a scoring machine on the basketball court. Oh, shit. One of my best friends. As for me, Trent, I do want to talk about myself for one second, if I can. I have a podcast. It's really awesome. It's called Another Shitty Podcast. Boom. You can go find it on uh, iTunes, Spotify now. Dope. Mm. Also, if you want to look on Spotify, it's going to be easier if you search Trent Bruce or Nick Grace. Just put it out there. Just the way it works. Um, Pocket Casts or Stitcher. You can listen to any of those. You can listen to our podcast on any of those things. I have a beard. You have a mustache. Mm -hmm. This has been another shitty podcast. Uh, Number 23, Michael Jordan. Uh, Please, when we post, write little Jordan facts or questions in the comments below, if you don't mind. Also, if you have any ideas for us uh, to debate or talk about or any guests you'd like to have on the podcast, shoot them our way. Yeah, why not? What's the worst that could happen? 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Unfortunately, we got a little bit wrapped up talking about the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. We didn't have enough time for Lolo Jones, but we'll see her on the next episode. Peace. I'm out. Look me in the eye. It's okay if you're scared. So am I. But we're scared for different reasons. I'm scared of what I won't become. And you're scared of what I could become. Look at me. I won't let myself end where I started. I won't let myself finish where I began. I know what is within me. Even if you can't see it yet. Look me in the eyes. I have something more important than courage. I have patience. I will become what I know I am.